Hey everyone, this is Will. Welcome to this episode of The Missing Piece. The world's second most populous country is now struggling to contain a second wave of infections, much more severe than the first last year, which some scientists say it's being accelerated by the new variant and another variant first detected in Britain. India reported more than 300,000 new cases on Friday by the global record. The spike in affections in India's biggest crisis since Modi took office in 2014. It remains to be seen how this, how his handling of it might affect Modi or his party politically. The next general election is due in 2024. Voting in the most recent local election was largely completed before the scale of the new surge in affections became apparent. Safina Nabi is an international and also an independent journalist. She's an experienced executive with a demonstrated history of working in the public relations and communication industry. Safina is skilled in journalism, television, newspapers, and storytelling. She has strong business development a professional with a master's degree focused in communication, journalism, and related programs from University of Kashmir. Safina, welcome back to my show. Thank you so much, Will. Now, Safina, let's get to the question. As I mentioned before in the intro, now, India right now, given the condition, the number of COVID-19 cases are right following the number of U.S. Most the question, most of the people in the world today are really asking the question: Is what happened to India today, and why is the number is skyrocketing and not uh, reducing? From your perspective, can you tell us a little bit? Uh, look, we have to look into the uh, now, you know, into deep into it because we need to understand how it started and how is it ending. When the pandemic started, uh, you know, there was a complete lockdown for three weeks. Uh, initially, it was it, ha- it was for three weeks, and then it was extended according to the, uh, um, you know, according to the condition, according to the rising numbers and deaths and etc. But uh, you know, after the first wave started receding in India. Uh, you know, there were uh, uh, no SOPs that were uh, followed. There were no strict measures that, uh, you know, India could take considering its population, uh, considering, you know, its public health infrastructure and things like that. Um, apart from that, you know, uh, the central government could have done uh, so much, uh, you know, uh, initially, you know, to curb the second wave or to look into it because there were countries who were facing a second wave and, you know, considering their situation and their infrastructure and health policies, India could have taken some major steps initially to curb it to some extent, if not completely, but, you know, at least to put to put a bar somewhere that, you know, they could recede it at, 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 a, at a level. Um, I mean, I, I, I observe that it, it never happened. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the central government is more worried about their own image. They are more worried about elections. They are more worried about, uh, you know, uh, their religious sentiments, um, the kind of country that they want to create. And they are, they, they are more worried about that rather than worrying about people. So there are lots of uh, things that we need to look in. And I think... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Modi is majorly concerned about, you know, 
he he is he is not ready to uh, lead lead a nation or a country towards a positive direction but he is always self obsessed uh, with his own party and with his own image that he is more worried about even now when the condition is out of uh, control and and when when the hospitals uh, have run out of medicines oxygen they they still are uh, you know uh, Uh, doing election rallies they're still doing elections uh, when the focus should have definitely been on how to control the pandemic and how can uh, steps be taken you know uh, to to save people from dying well safina but if i'm not mistaken i remember last year that marina modi as the prime minister and which is uh how can i say a uh, uh, in a very limbo position in terms of battling the covid-19 but he came out to say that india was actively developing the vaccines to reduce the number of the cases and also um he run this election promise that is going to um be the a politician or going to be the leader that keep the promises and keep people first so the next question i want to ask you is How effective are the vaccines globally speaking every single country today is developing the vaccines and for some countries for example neighboring country that's China um the vaccine programs have been very effective but and also in the US they're rolling out more programs and um for the vaccination and the people are also getting vaccinated but what is happening in the India today how effective is the vaccination and also the second thing is why is uh, amodi is more interested in running for the political party instead of really putting a nose on the ground tackling the real issue grand is speaking savina people are dying every day Um, absolutely look we need to look into lots of different aspects as i told you initially it's not one factor that's leading to this catastrophe there are so many factors and i think somehow they are all leading to modi and to, and, and his party for example uh, when they started the vaccination program um, you know they 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 hardly did any campaigning any strong campaigning where they could because because india is a a population of 1.3 million people and you know there are lots of people uh, around 60 to 70% of people who live in uh, you know rural areas they do not have any idea about you know sops they they don't follow them there, there is no strong campaigning on ground modi is a very good orator no doubt about that i mean when he speaks he speaks to people eye to eye uh, face to face and he he has that power to deliver that speeches but uh, this this problem this catastrophe is beyond that it's not about about you know uh, telling people that i will do something like this and then later he will forget his problem this is something that needs real intervention in you know immediate inter- in- intervention because you you know uh, there are people who are dying and there are people who are you know who 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 are not getting medical help there are people who are not able to reach to hospital there are no vex you know vaccines uh, and and the vaccination program that you are talking about there is no uh, central policy uh, you know uh, to in a way uh, vaccinate the whole uh, population of india uh, i mean there are so many so many loopholes within within the vaccination program for example they have set a bar for uh, for covid that after 40 you know people who are 45 and above will get vaccinated first uh, but what is this logic 
isn't a person who is 30 can get a virus and can you know come to to it i mean there are lots of young people who are dying due to covid now now they are saying that uh, they have opened up a portal yesterday on 1st may that they said that uh, a people above 18 will be also eligible for the vaccinations but their website is crashing uh, repeatedly and there there are some states where there are no uh, vaccines available uh, for example if i talk about kashmir uh, they are directly uh, you know ruling kashmir through center but uh, there are there are 50 hospitals that have been listed in the web portal where the vaccines are available but when we see on ground and we we saw the situation there are only three hospitals where the vaccines are available and there is a lot of drama around covishield and covaxin people say that covishield is good and covaxin is not good there are still uh, discussions and debates going on uh, among experts who say what could be considered better and there is no clear or transparent uh, you know information about things be it vaccines or be it you know the second wave or be it beat about variants apart from that there are no briefings there are no press briefings from from the administration there are you know uh, even when the pandemic started till now uh, the prime minister has not even briefed the press once there is no press conference at all he just comes and speaks and leaves he doesn't uh, you know listen to the questions he doesn't answer the questions and there is no health expert for for that matter at high level available to talk to people about mm. it there are politicians who are not who who do not have any idea what is happening currently in the country who themselves are not aware what is happening so they are uh, you know at the helm of the affairs while as you, if you see other countries there are experts there are doctors there are policy makers who are related to the field who are addressing these queries but in india you see it's completely different it's politicians it's bureaucrats and i do not uh, personally feel uh, or when i go to the ground i do not understand uh, that how are they going to help mm. i think they need they are so obsessed that they want to take each and everything to themselves but they need to understand that they need to step back and give that position to some people who are who are relevant who are related who people can uh, who who directly can be pe- talk to people mm. who can make them understand what we are facing and what we are going to face if we will not stop it right now and, and still in some places there there are no lockdowns you know there are still elections going on mm. uh, there are still i uh, you know in one of this uh, one of the states which is up uttar pradesh which is one of the most populous states of india still the elections are going accountings are happening there are so many teachers and staffers who died due to covid mm. and there is no accountability for that savina i'm going to read something to you directly from the new york times newspaper came out um i believe um this morning one uh, it was it was by a done by a um um a columnist and also this is what he wrote he said The growing national distress has tarnished Mr. Modi's aura of political invulnerabilities. Opposition leaders are on the tack and his hold on power has increasingly made him the target of scathing criticism online. His party and allies have moved to silence critics, ordering Facebook, Instagram and Twitter to take down posts critically of the government and threatening to arrest ordinary people who pleading for oxygen. countries including the US have restricted travel from India. Now before coming uh, before talking about the relationship between US and India, but let's go back to uh, what the person just wrote. 
So Miranda Modi's party, they're using their power or their political influence to silence the critics, ordering Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to take down the posts of any disagreement. Now, Safina, I want to ask the question is, what kind of the country we're living in today in terms of, uh, of the political strategy of Miranda Modi? And why do you think that he's so desperately to silence the critics? And how bad can it be? Because as far as I know, in the U.S., right now we are also facing this battle between um, individual uh, free freedom of speech and also versus the big tech company. And we know that people's account on Twitter and Facebook have been locked because of what they posted or because what they openly expressed uh, um, towards the government or towards po any individual political parties. But it's hard to believe this is actually happening in India today. What is Modi trying to accomplish? And by, sell by silencing the critics, how does that elevate his image in public? See, we need to understand that this is not about politics and this is not about party. This is beyond that. This is a public emergency where you need to put everything behind and lead like a leader and try to sort out some, if, if not 100%, at least 50-60% of the problems of the people. Uh, when the first wave came, they could have easily, easily done so much that this catastrophe would have been easily, easily avoided. Mm. It's, it's, it's not about what he is thinking now it's not about what he is telling now whatever he is doing it is in his manifesto for example when he said that he will do xyz and people lauded it because of a, a particular reason they were not aware that this could happen to them it's it will you know in in down the line four to five or six years it will come to their survival as well for example if i'll give one example uh when modi was promoting for the election rally you know when modi was uh, uh, you know uh, going for election rallies when he was ele getting elected as a prime minister second time mm. he said that uh you know and uh, all entire time he was speaking in the election rallies and telling that he will scrap the Article 370 of Kashmir and take it statehood and do things like that. And people lauded him for that. They mm. literally lauded him for that. And he's a great orator, no doubt about that. And people people voted him for that reason. And when 370 was abrogated, entire Kashmir Valley, Jammu and Kashmir was uh, put into a, a military clampdown. There were no communication. There was no internet for close to six months. There were medical emergencies, and people were in, throughout the India. They were lauding his uh, his decision of doing certain a certain thing, and it was inhuman. It was also a catastrophe because there were so many other uh, things that were going inside, and things were not coming out. There were health emergencies. There were people who were dying because there were no. There was one uh, one particular incident that I remember a snake uh, bited a person in one of the you know in one of the areas of uh, Kashmir and the antidote for that same uh, you know uh, for the same same problem was available in within that area in that hospital but since there was no communication that person was taken to all the hospitals throughout Kashmir and you know he couldn't he couldn't get that antidote and he died and later it it was uh, you know it it was out in the public that the antidote lied in the same hospital but 
how unfortunate was that mm. and people loved you know those moments so similar thing when he was doing certain things in you know in kashmir he is similarly replicating those things in the rest of the india he is not playing it differently he is playing the same strategy the kind of uh, you know freedom of uh, uh, expression that was nature from kashmir is is happening currently in the rest of the india if you see twitter it's it's high or facebook or for that matter instagram it's it's highly scrutinized i mean i i came across a case um, you know i just returned from up i was uh, in lucknow for two three days i was just reporting on ground mm. i see a person who who requested for oxygen on on twitter and there was a draconian law that had been uh, you know uh, labeled against him and it it didn't happen today it was happening already in kashmir so they tested that model uh, of silence and suppression in kashmir and now they are replicating it throughout the country and if there are so many uh, people who are now saying that what is happening with us um, i mean modi had already given them a warning but they were uh, they couldn't understand that warning and they took it so lightly and now things are happening and they are falling uh, you know falling 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 apart and 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 now also what will opposition say when when you know when opposition was in in power they had they had no no different policies you know mm. it it's one and the same thing they play hide and seek and they they play this blame game of putting things on to each other if they were in power how many hospitals they built How, how much uh, you know budget they had for the public infrastructure or the public uh, health facility how, what did they do uh, even if they did something what is modi doing uh, how if we see the budgeting how much budget he has allocated for different things and how much budget they allocated for you know uh, for the health even in even after hitting uh, badly uh, you know uh, with one wave initially last year and from last year till now what what have they done how many beds they have included what is the capacity of our different hospitals there is no transparency at all if people are saying that you know creating a hue and cry or everything and also we need to understand uh, there is there is a world beyond twitter and facebook you know there is there is a limited population that have access to smartphones and internet mm. you see the population that lives in rural areas what will be the condition there i mean it's it is disastrous in even in those conditions they allowed kumbh mela which is a religious thing that hindus do they go to the river ganges and take a dip and that and and that's that's from where the herd herd immunity happened and that's from there it it spread like like hell initially they were blaming that uh, you know tablighi jamaat which is one of the sections of the muslim community that they spreaded uh, spreaded but now and th- there were only and there was a court case and the court uh, you know at uh, and ruled out that they were not responsible for anything you know none of the people who were in that uh, section had a covid po- a positive but now we see ministers went to kumela people associated with bjp their mps they went to kumela who were positive and some even died after that mm. but pe- people are still blind if tomorrow uh, modi will promise them something he will orient it in a better way i am sure they will fall in this trap again and modi is self obsessed he is he wants to become more and more powerful probably if you see the if you see last couple of years and their policies and the and the bills they are changing they have each and every institution in india has collapsed 
be it supreme court be it election commission you see be it nia national investigation agency be it police be it any mrb any institute is you see they have rambled them they have snatched their powers to, to that extent that even if tomorrow modi will say that he is not going to hold any elections and he will become the president once for all i do not think any organization or any institution is in india is so strong that they can fight back mm. Well, Safina, now I want to talk about the reaction internationally. And we know that America was the first country and willing to partner up with India in order to curb the wider spread or the devastation of COVID-19. And meanwhile, other countries such as China and uh, and if I'm not mistaken, and I believe um, Japan and also many more, they're also willing to lend a hand to India in order to fight against the wider spread of the uh, COVID-19. But now everyone knows or everyone sees Miranda Modi as this promising figure. But again, you actually witnessed what's happening today and you traveled to the place and you brought the news on the ground. It's actually the opposite what the international leaders are seeing today. So do you think that Miranda Modi's this um, how can I say, pretentious, uh, pretentious images or pretentious attitude can hurt him internationally, especially in terms of enhancing or strengthening the relationship with countries as United States? That's the first question. And Sabina, the second one is, again, I have not checked this um, thoroughly, but I only saw the title of the news uh, uh, before our interview is, how come the United Nation or the World World Health Organization have not done anything to help India yet. See, if we talk about the international relations, um, you know, from, uh, from past, from more than two years, I mean, international media is writing completely opposite what Modi tries to promote or Modi tries to show to the world. If you see... Uh, if you see different different media outlets, for example, Time, New York Times, Washington Post, Al Jazeera, they have all, all sorts of negative pieces and negative information that's going out. But we need to understand that there is a world beyond media. There is a world beyond news. And we need to understand how is how is that happening, you know, that perceiving Modi. For example, if we talk about US, probably there might be uh, people who in who are in power, for example, there are administrations earlier it was Trump administration, but Trump was similar to Modi, so there was no no impact in that relationship. But now uh, the Biden is, Biden is in the office, so we need to look into different aspects. For example, you know, it's it's not about politically what is happening in a country, or it's not about. Uh, economically what's happening in the country it's also about different dynamics like like uh, like the ammunitions and mm. things that happen you know deals that happen between countries uh the aids that countries give to each other the, you know there are so many economical uh connotations to it and when we talk about internationally i have seen it and i personally observed it i have been to different countries and when we talk about different uh, you know ground issues or local issues there that are really really prevalent and we want to discuss it and and they don't bother about it. when it comes to religion what they bother about is gone money 
power and 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 modi uh, it's it, modi is someone who is trying to promote you know a local who says vocal for local mm. you know one of the lo- slogans that he had and he wants to you know he had put such a such a such a drastic cap or uh, ngos there were so many ngos that had to be so complicated he made it so uh, you know he made people who were working with different organizations as activists as ngo workers social workers he made life hell for them and they ultimately had to leave because they had to choose, choose between life and work so they they there are lots of organizations who i know personally who were doing tremendous work on ground who were helping minorities who were helping people had to leave because modi was not modi was not letting them do work mm. he was not allowing them to do certain things in 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 certain ways and um, and internationally uh, you know the current geo geopolitical scenario has completely changed if we see different relation between different countries for example china and uh, india had a tiff when uh, 370 was abrogated but i two days before i i so there is a communication that's going on between you know, china and india for because they have their own vested interest they have obr china mm-hmm. has obr uh, that flows through you know through that belt and kashmir is also involved in that uh i don't think so i mean uh, if we if we look into deeper uh, and understand that how international politics work and i think it in my in my observation in my in my understanding it works completely around deals and economics then it's not going to make much difference mm. but but when we see different dynamics if if the indian economy will collapse probably it will have that impact probably it will have that okay impact. well what, what what was the second question sorry no safina the second question is how do you think that's going to impact the international image for Miranda Modi because we know again it seems to be the case that Miranda Modi it's caught in the middle between America and China and also with other countries now more people are going to find out about Miranda Modi's actually the political motive or political impact more than just actually helping people or solving the problems and how come the the world health organization has not even responded at this moment yet i mean modi i mean if you if you see the australian embassy recently because there is this uh, newspaper in australia who did a piece on india and the cat stop that's that that's happening currently and you know if you check how their how indian embassy has written to that to that editor in chief and i loved that editor i mean i loved him he posted the same uh, news again in next day in the morning in that paper on the front page and there was an embassy version and there was his version also mm. so that why i am explaining that this explains a lot this explains how embassies are working you know to curb dissent coming in from other countries you know to put a cap on those people who want to who want to critic modi so there are organizations there are embassies there are bureaucrats there are people so they are all working towards improving his image they are not bothered about what is happening in the country 
if the gdp is going minus one let it be but we have to we have to uh, you know sort of uh, protect our person so safina so safina for all so safina you are saying that Marinda Modi's impact is beyond India. So, in other words, people are actually finding ways to protect his image in order to、Absolutely. help him. In order to help him to to succeed politically. So, in other words, it, it is not just a domestic crisis regarding、uh, how can I say the、uh, the sp- freedom of speech or the、uh, individual uh, um, opposition. It's more about this global impact to say. As long as we can get him elected, or as long as we can、uh, portray him as this winning、uh, leader, we need to do whatever we can, including that something is illegal or something that how can I say it's not acceptable as a, a, a political、uh, strategy. I、uh, see.、Uh, what I believe is like, for example, if we talk about Trump. And we compare it with India and、mm. Modi. There were because it's a federal government, so power is distributed from the states, and there there are heads of states who who decide what will happen in a state. For example, for that matter, and there are institutions like Supreme Court,、uh, like other 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 higher higher、uh, you know institutions that were so strong collectively that they could push Trump out of the office. But in India, we see the government is centrally、uh, power distributed. For example, this is not a federal government, or you know, all the states、uh, are you know are answerable to center, which is the prime minister. So、uh, when we see this power distribution, we also need to understand how this power has been distributed. For example, in each and every state. Currently, there is a there is Modi government, and in most of the populous or the、uh, states which reflect or which decide the political、uh, party of any any、uh, you know which decide the political scenario of uh, India, uh, you know being、uh, getting elected of any party, those states also have CMs、uh, that are from the party itself. So it has become quite. Uh, you know, easy for him to sort of not only curb the domestic,、uh, you know, criticism, but also international criticism as well. For example,、uh, if we talk about UP, uh, uh, there is、uh, Adityanath,、uh, Yogi Adityanath is the CM currently. So whatever policies Modi wants to frame in and push to the state, there is no opposition. He just approves them and gets it rolled. So similarly, in other states also. So now, if there are states where from the criticism will come, he tries to curb it differently. He arrests those、uh, people or those、uh, political leaders in different、uh, draconian laws under、uh, under any any section and puts them behind the bars. So the so so there is no criticism,、uh, you know, coming、mm. from from that state also. And this has created a mess because. He also has taken away the powers from different institutions, also now, and all the institutions run by his、uh, word. Well, it's so, so that Mina- is the difference between the. So now, 
how did you under how would you define that internationally what will people conceive for example even if people would want to there, there are embassies who are working continuously for his for his welfare to protect his image well so, yeah so well, it's very safina it sounds like safina it sounds like some of the people or some of the leaders in other countries are also doing the same thing but again this is very much concerning to the international community and this is actually the first time that someone actually able to share the real truth besides looking at or besides uh, watching the mainstream media because we know that in Russia Vladimir Putin is also doing the same thing silencing the opposition person so that's why um Alexei Navalny is behind the bars and also if we look at the country in Belarus he also silenced the human rights activists and he also silenced the critics and put them in prison and also of course there are many other countries as Iran and I mean the list can go on and on and on but mm-hmm. but but this is just very very devastating to hear that and Savina now I want to move on to the next question I want to move on to something that you tweeted before and this is very interesting mm-hmm. on April the 26th and I quote from what you wrote and you said I quote I disagreed with legendary rest you can talk to anyone about catastrophe even the ones who are trying to cover facts end quote but underneath it was the image from one of the shows on MSNBC and it too it seems like the host tweeted tonight on the um Mendy Hassan show I'll speak to a legendary Indian journalist about India's covid catastrophe Safina what is the purpose for you to make that comment underneath I mean uh, above that image and the second thing is what is the issue what, what what is I guess the question is what is going on or what went wrong with the uh, with the whole show so basically this uh, the the Madison show is uh, you know all about you know he he does shows on different issues that are pressing and critical and I mean, people consider him a real critic worldwide. Now, why I was prompted this that he was talking about one of the lo- one of the Indian journalists, which which is who is considered as a liberal journalist, mm. but uh, also also is considered as one of the iconic journalists from Kashmir throughout the world, and she she is very famous and she is very known. But we we need to understand different dynamics of that person. What is his political position? I am not bothered about that. But as a journalist, you need to be fair. You need to be transparent. You exactly. Need to be, you are. You are a person who is there, a bridge between government and people. You need to make people understand what are what is government doing and what is wrong in that, and you need to make government understand why is it difficult or why is it harmful for people. So, a journalist's work is not to favor people or to favor government. A journalist's work is to tell you things in clear black and white. There is no gray. and it's it's a profession more about ethics it's not a profession uh, you are not an accountant you know to fix the loopholes of the government mm. you are not you are not a bureaucrat you know to hide or cover the or cover the you know draconian moves of the government you are someone who is there to to show a clear picture on what is happening on the ground you need to be factual you need to explain what is happening that is your job but what is wrong and what i believe is wrong with this uh, show and with the journalist that this journalist is showing that there is catastrophe everywhere in india 
and people are dying government is doing nothing but she is the same journalist which which i mean she fled to kashmir when 370 was abrogated and entire valley was under communication blackdown there was curfew in place there 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 was you know people were uh, not aware what is happening in the next lane in their house she clicked some pictures of apple trees put them on twitter and wrote everything is normal in kashmir can you believe that can a journalist can a journalist journalist have to ask two two opinions about the same government and isn't she covering the facts what was she supposed to say mm. she was supposed to say there is a communication clamp down in in kashmir there is article 370 abrogation happened and people are angry they want to protest but they can't come out because there is curfew being imposed there are there are hospitals who do not have phone lines to call for emergency medicines mm. there is administration who is completely under the control of center political leaders have been detained they have been put behind bars there are 5000 boys who have been arrested from different localities and put in different jails in india isn't that the real picture she should have she should have showed but now when india is under such a catastrophe and she is also facing the brunt because her father was uh, found positive with covid and i am so sorry to explain that that he died because we should not uh you know celebrate anybody's death and i am i am extremely uh you know uh, sad for that but when it comes to her own survival when it comes to about comes about her own family she has a different suddenly a different stand you know uh, on government wow. why so wow safina this is just again um i am i can say how how grateful and how much gratitude that i I'm indebted to you that everything that so far you shared on my show because again I'm with you every time when I turn on the media every time when I watch someone reporting news locally or internationally that I really want to look go deeper and I do want to understand the truth behind those numbers or the truth behind each article came out. But Safina again this is very very enlightening to understand that today again <laughs> modern journalism especially related to um, authenticity or ethnics that we are using ourselves as an image to promote the glory to promote uh, this prestige rather than telling the facts so that's why safina uh, you know on behalf of my show and on behalf of you know all the people that i work for my production and I really admire and truly admire the work that you were doing because not only that you are an um authentic journalist but also you are willing and you are bold enough to speak the truth. Again Sofina, you know if we can have this conversation, <laughs> I believe we're going to have this conversation for 3 days. But you know, I know you have a lot of things going on and plus right now you are um celebrating the Ramadan. So I hope that everything goes well with you. Again ladies and gentlemen, this is Sofina Nabi, she's an independent journalist. and from Kashmir and she cover the news internationally again i strongly encourage you to connect with safina also really to go on the website um there are many places that you can read her article and this is not the first time and also this won't be the last time that i we're going to have safina um come back to our show
Again, Safina, I really appreciate your time. And again, uh, we're very much looking forward to your next report and to your next uh, piece of news. And we would love to have you more insights on our show. Thank you, Safina. Thank you so much for kind words. And I really, really appreciate for getting back to me again and again and reading my articles and giving me those words of um, you know gratitude. I really, really feel you know, overwhelmed and encouraged. Thank you so much for having me.